Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Shayna. Hi. How are you doing today, Shayna? I am wonderful. We are in our new home, which is Lamb. So I want to say a big thank you here. It's a lovely co-working place, and I especially love how central it is. It makes it a lot easier to (laughs) come from my work to do this. Exactly. And I'm sure for Marco... Yeah, makes hi. it easier for you too, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful so, location. Yeah, Marco. Ciao. Ciao. Hi. Hey. Marco, where <laughs> are you from? I'm from Italy, but I've lived here for a very long time. How very long is long, though? Yes. Well, it's almost 20 years since the first time I got here as an exchange student. Oh. And then it's about 13 years since the the last time I moved here. I mean, it's a so you had a gap between? Yeah, I moved back and did other things. How big was the gap? The gap was about four years, three, four years. Okay. Okay, so what yeah. part of Italy are you from? And so I'm from the northeast of Italy, a city called Padova, very close to Venice, which is, uh, I mean, it's a university city. Yeah, it's it's like a medium-sized city. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, whatever you want to study is offered. And so it's very difficult to get get out of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, but you can take a semester abroad. So that's what I did. And that's how I got here. I so mean, did you get to choose Sweden or was it just random? So this is a very funny story because I uh, applied for two destinations and I won two options and I had to get rid of one. So one was Stockholm um, and the other one was a tiny little island uh, north of Madagascar, which is called La Réunion, which oh. is uh, a, a French mm-hmm. island where there's a, there's a, um, some some French universities there. So I had a possibility to go either up north or oh. far south. Quite drastic. And yep. The and but then you chose Stockholm. Yeah, and I chose Stockholm. <laughs> it was like the island sounded like yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but okay. So why Stockholm? Just because it's easier to get to? Um, no, I don't know. I, I was attracted by the the north. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a place which is um, very close to the Alps, so I was often in the Alps. I was absolutely happy with snow and cold and nature and this kind of thing. So um, I guess I wanted to explore the north. Nice. So you mm-hmm. came to Stockholm as an exchange student. What were you studying? Yeah. Uh, I was studying communication. I didn't study much, though, when I was here. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed my time, to be <laughs> honest with you. And so then when I go, went back home, then I kind of uh, caught up with things and, and ended my studies. So what were some of your first impressions the first time around in Stockholm? My f- very first week was, I think it was minus 24 degrees, oh. and I was living in a cabin so-called cabin. It was actually a, a, a like a container uh, <laughs> in Ustafeltet. I don't know if you know that place. So it was a frozen field with a with a, a shipping container. How? I'm just, I have so many <laughs> questions. <laughs> you sure you were in Stockholm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, but that was twenty years ago. We do have you buildings. <laughs> you don't get you don't get that cold anymore. Right? No, no, it's global warming, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. But like, did, did anyone, good. like, I again, a shipping container in the middle of a field, like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> well, this this were uh, like uh, temporary housing, student housing. Okay, that, what that's year what it was, was this? 2003. 2003. Yeah. But and then w- I eventually moved to the campus and uh, at, the, at the university, and that's where I spent my six months. I have a, a winter question for you. Yep. What winter jacket did you buy? Oh, I guess I had one. For or did you have a leather and jacket? you had one that was good oh. enough for minus 24. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm Italian, but I don't come from a beach or I'm okay. very alpine. Okay. So I guess I was ready for that. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, that's good. So you go, you come to Stockholm. Hmm? Did you did you make any Swedish friends, or was it mostly like other university exchange students? So no, at the beginning it was uh, absolutely uh, international mm-hmm. um, exchange students, uh, full on. And then towards the end of my time, uh, which was, by the way, fantastic, um, I met my girlfriend, which is now. Uh, mother of my children and mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's a long story and, and she's and swedish, she is swedish okay. so i kind of started a new chapter and so when i was done with my uh exchange semester i actually uh started to hang with swedes and starting to know a little bit more of sweden the real sweden yes yeah. of course yeah. so tell me the difference between the real sweden and um the university fun loving young well the Sweden. first thing is the language you don't really have to learn the language when you're hanging out with international people and then is the lifestyle the rhythm you know it changes a lot what were some of the most surprising things it's hard to say it that were quite <laughs> different from italy <laughs> i mean just simple things like that you take off your shoes when you go into somebody's house or a smorgasbord yeah. or anything like that yeah, yeah this this kind of things uh, probably taking off your shoes House parties were really strange to me. In what way? Well, you would go out simply where I'm from. You would go oh, out. Oh, like you go to a club. Yeah, you, you go, go to the square. You go to, to a, a bar. You go. You go uh, out oh, that's and right. have a glass with friends. Here you go to somebody's place. And usually a, a very tiny apartment, and yeah. it's just crammed with like forty people in a one room. Yeah, apartment. which is good fun, you know. And considering the weather outside, I mean. It's <laughs> yeah, why not? But Did you ever have a party in your shipping container? No, 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 no. That, that was that, like that a lasted place. just for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to a party in shipping container. Yeah. That, that wasn't that wasn't a long thing, fortunately. But yeah, I guess you party a little bit more at home than out in clubs and bars. But now you understand why. Yeah, totally. I guess it's because because of prices also. That's right. Yeah, um, Al- alcohol. Uh, Quite a bit expensive. Other here. things, um, the difference between you know work days and, and weekends, like massive. It's just such a, it's a, it's a different thing. Mm. So your your first Friday, your first Saturday, you go like, whoa, I didn't see this coming yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and so on and so forth. But you know that was twenty years ago. I call this place home now. So and so you met your partner in the first stint or the second stint? Did you say? When you were a student or when you came back? No, I was I was at the end of it. Actually, I was about to leave mm-hmm. just uh, like a month before I was going to go back home uh, with Matt. And then there's been a very long story after that, a little bit of uh, flights and Skype and, you know, all Skype. that. Skype. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked about Skype. Does Skype even exist anymore? I, yeah. It does. But I not in the same sort of like brevity of what Skype used extent. to be, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have to say the... Ryanair and Skype have been like a big part of my <laughs> <laughs> life between 2003 and 2007. Um, and then I came here, I did my my research for my final thesis here. So I, I was here another six months and then I went back home, got my degree, start working. So it took a little while before we got back together and decided to move up here. Okay, and what made that decision over Italy? Because I know a lot of Swedes might prefer yeah. to move to Italy. Yeah, and so and so Sweden. we did at the beginning. So we did. We oh, you were we living in Italy we together. We lived in Verona for um, a year or so. 
Um, and how did that go for for your Swedish girlfriend at the time? It went fine. It went fine. It's um, not too many cultural shocks. No, or no, no. Does she's, she speak Italian? She speaks Italian. She oh. knows it all. Right Why does she speak Italian? Is it because of you? No, or? I had nothing to do with that. Really? That would, wow. That was her thing. Yeah. She just learned it on <laughs> her own. <laughs> she was in Italy a lot. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Be- before we met. Oh, Again, interesting. Swedes love in Italy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, we lived there in uh, Verona for. Uh, about one year, we had a lovely apartment, two jobs, and everything. And then, end of 2008, the crisis kicked in. You know, the, the, the Lemon Brothers and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it felt like, well, why not? Let's move to Sweden and see and see if that's a that's a good place to restart. Because we kind of guessed that we had to change jobs, and you know. So was yeah. that difficult for you, language-wise, to switch jobs? It, it was. It was because also because I was working as a copywriter in mm-hmm. Italy. So, I mean, when you lose the language, what do you do? That's right. Um, but I had to reinvent myself. A lot of freelance jobs as a strategist, uh, always working in communication, but just with a different angle. And I started my own companies. I had a, a wine import business at some point, <laughs> which was good fun <laughs> for three years or so. And so, well, you have to get creative and just work around it. And then eventually I learned the language. So now it's not an issue anymore. But How did you learn the language? I have so many. I, I'm still 12 years in like this. So I have never taken a, a course. Okay. And I don't know how I learned the <laughs> language, but I did. Okay. Eventually. Well it's, done. it's still very difficult. I'm not really good at writing in Swedish, but I'm very comfortable. In Are you good at arguing in Swedish? But the Swedes never argue, so you never yeah, have to, well right? Like yeah, that means no, we're all I, good, I right? could <laughs> argue in Swedish, but I, I guess the Italianness in me will come out, and so I would probably. Um, but then it's the hands. Yeah, it's not just the hands. No, it's okay. It's <laughs> <just> the <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, uh, you you s- you say things in a more direct way. So, so arguing maybe not my. Uh, you know, the, the best thing I can do in Swedish. Yeah, I'm <laughs> much better in Italian. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to know a little bit about your wine importing business and yeah. how this works with System Belaget and what the rules are. Because uh, for those who don't live in Sweden, System Belaget is the only place you can buy alcohol. It's a government-run yep. um, monopoly. No one else is allowed to sell alcohol above 3.5% in Sweden. So I'm sure that there are certain sort of loopholes for for restaurants or other supply uh, businesses. Yeah. So how people. does this work? That you can tell me for things that are illegal. So, <laughs> um, sustainable agit. It's a it's a it's a very strange thing. If you come from a wine producing country, you go like now all of a sudden you go into a bank to buy wine. There's absolutely no human touch there's no personality there's nothing right. uh, bottles are ranked right, from yeah. 0 to 100 from 100 to 200 it's and you go like oh okay this you know it's you not have like a you can go in and taste or not just that, like that but you it's it's really dry mm-hmm. and it's designed to be dry mm-hmm. um, because they don't want to sell you anything really they want to try to keep it as neutral as possible and so i understand why it's built that way but sweden is has a monopoly but sweden is also part of europe and w- Europe is a trade union, and in Europe, every European citizen can buy from any European business. So uh, the loophole that you were talking about is that you can privately import a certain amount of alcohol uh, as long as you pay taxes and VAT right. in Sweden. 
So my job was basically to um, scout small producers that would never get into the distribution because they don't have the, the volumes to get into system blogget and to offer them to um, private consumers and then to pay taxes and VAT for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So job was really fun at the beginning, but eventually it turned out it became more and more about logistics, shipments, like taxes, the paperwork around it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but it was nice. I learned a lot. I enjoyed it. Um, you can do private import in many ways. You can also just order your favorite wines through System Blocket. So, but do you have to order a certain like amount? amount. No, not really. No. But for the shipping and everything, it's uh, probably that's where you, not that you worth save money. it. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. You can you can order one bottle, but you're gonna end up paying a lot of money for <laughs> transportation and everything. So you might as well, and this is something that we do, is get a few friends in with you yeah. to buy like buy in bulk. Yes, or and I mean we usually buy a huge crate. Or um, even better, you go to one of the many platforms that are out there online that um, can do that for you. Yeah. So you can get slightly different things that are not, you know, maybe the usual wines. Do you have recommendations on, on certain uh, sites? No, I, do, I don't. I okay. don't. I personally use the, I, I go look at the Tilfelli Sortiment. How do you translate that? Right. The, the temporary. Um, so System Belaget, uh, you are allowed to order, if, if there's a special type of alcohol that you would like, you're allowed yeah. to, to order and they have to bring in, they usually bring in. Exactly. Obviously more than one bottle. Yeah. And maybe they just had to order a certain amount or the person didn't come and pick it up. So yeah. every system that you go in has a shelf or two with this. You yeah. can say it better than I do. Tilfali sortiment is stuff that is not off the shelf. It's, it's not tested. It's, not, it's just there and it's you know test, test good, basically. They have um, not a large number of, battle, of bottles. You, you can go pick one, but they mm -hmm. don't guarantee... That is good, or they can tell you what what's it like because they haven't tried themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you like, if you're curious and you like to try new stuff, and if you're competent enough to go and choose your own thing, that's great. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to say this: uh, it, it's not worth it to go and to go and you know do the work if if you're going for ch cheap stuff. Just <laughs> go get the <laughs> cheap stuff off the shelf. So this is if you if you like something a bit better. Well, that's, I was very interested in that. So we haven't really talked about that on yep. the podcast before. And it's, I think to a lot of people, system blog it, the whole concept of it is kind of very different than you a get lot very, of other countries. You get very comfortable with it because you know what you get. You yeah. can return a bottle if it's, if it's something wrong with the wine. So there's, there's lots of perks. But as an Italian, I can't say that the buying experience is very interesting. I don't know, but we have the same thing in Canada, right? Yeah. We have the, like, it's yeah, yeah, government controlled. Can, yeah. So oh, okay. uh, to me, it's like, this is normal. Yeah, this but not is not it, is wine it only one? Yeah, it's the liquor commission. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. it's the same thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that. then they have a beer store, so. <laughs> okay. But you can't buy <laughs> wine in the grocery stores like you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Canada, yeah. Sweden, very, very similar in that sense. So then that's why everybody from Canada is going over the border all the time. Well, no, because then you're <laughs> buying watered down beer, like, no. Yeah. That's true. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah Anyways, I I, I'm I'm not a one expert, and I'm not I'm not against sustainable logget. I'm just saying this is what you get in Sweden. But there's also another way if you want to privately import certain things or use other platforms. There are other ways, and they're perfectly legal. We usually do a segment that we call Swedish problems. <laughs> so we ask you, like, what is it? Is there something about Sweden that just why, why do, do they, they do it yes. this way? 
Something um, that just drives you crazy other than the system, Beloga. I wish you had asked me so I could have prepared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good when it comes off the cuff. Let me think. All right. One, uh, we're talking about daily struggles or we're we talking about big things. Like, what? Let's do both. All right. A stupid thing. I think doors are very difficult to open in Sweden. You always need two hands. Because you, you have to do the little, there's a, a right? twisting part and oh, then the yes. handle. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't do it one-handed because y- so you really can't. So if you're really carrying can. your grocery mm-hmm. or if, you, if you're yeah. carrying a kid, <laughs> which I have, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you only have one hand, try open the door. Interesting. It's difficult. That's a really good one. No one's ever brought that one up. The small thing. But you're right. Thing. It drives yep. me crazy too, yeah. especially when I have a lot of bags mm. coming home. Like, oh, um, and, and then, when, and, then the the, and then the door is heavy too. Add that in. Yeah. yeah. But then that's maybe a good thing. I don't. I don't know. But uh, they're they're. I yeah. find them particularly difficult to open. But it's various. Like it's a silly thing. It's uh, not silly. <laughs> it's it's a very valid thing. Now that you've said it, I'm like I totally recognize that Swedish <laughs> problem. Yep. One bigger thing. I think you need to you need to kind of crack the culture code to understand conflicts. Probably the most difficult thing. Have you cracked the code? Yeah, now I have. So what's the answer? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you understand the language. You understand that when they say it's uh, less good, it means it's bad. Uh-huh. Uh, you understand the you know the you read through in between the. So what does maybe mean? Maybe means no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying like the Swedes are, are less direct and yeah. I think it's because they try so hard to be overly polite and pleasing. I agree. But it's really like it, the language sometimes is not clear and they really mean well. Yeah. You, you need to understand <gasps> that this is not yet. It, this is not like what it is. You have to kind of read through. So <laughs> but have you picked up Swedishisms now that you've lived here for so long? When you say maybe, do you mean no? I don't know. I'm still Italian, you know, after all. So I can say yes and no. I think a lot of Swedes find it refreshing, actually. I was just having a conversation with someone at work today about how much we love when our doctors are from Eastern Europe because (laughs) they are so blunt and direct. They don't mess around. They will tell you directly what is wrong and what you need. I have to ask you quick tips before we let you go. We were talking about going out to eat and, and dinner, and you said no Italian. But is there anywhere that has good Italian food in Stockholm? I don't know. I assume so, but, <laughs> you know, I, it's what I cook at home, so I don't go out. Oh, oh so your house. There <laughs> we go. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> we're going You're to Marcos. So, yep. um, yeah, I occasionally go out and eat a pizza, but that's not really... Best pizza in Stockholm. <sighs> I don't know. There's there's three or four. I mm-hmm. hang a lot in Sodoman, and so I think... Bananas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't been there yet. And uh, Omnipolosat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bananas are a bit pricey. The dough is much better. And it's like avoid the fuzz. Don't try too hard with the, you know, with the hipster kind of pizzas. Just do the... Is there a banana on the pizza? Yeah. No. Yeah. Those, no. Are, those are... In, yeah. yeah. I don't okay. Know. I haven't That's tried those. That's my thing is, is the Swedes overdo everything. They put too much stuff on their pizzas yeah. and their tacos, things that do not belong, when all you need is the pure, just fresh and good ingredients. Yeah, but you know what? You, And this is a bit of a phys- philosophical thing. You need to overdo it and add some flavor when, when you don't have the great ingredients to start with. Right. Because if, the, if you have the basics and they're good enough, you need nothing else. Yes. Well, when you're from Italy and you can get everything fresh... Freshly picked in the sunshine. 
It's a lot different than having everything imported <laughs> with no taste up here. Oh, my Lord. You have a very good point. That that does actually answer my question as to why Swedes put so much strange stuff on. Anyways, on there are the, I'm sure there's great restaurants out there. I have two small kids. It's not like I'm going out dining very much. So uh, you're asking the wrong person. But you're going out <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, get Shana to be your babysitter exactly. next time. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Hang on a second. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. For Thanks for having on. me.